0: Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life
1: isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves.
0: You know, I used to do card readings. Did you? I did. How fun. People we... paid me to do that. Well, what did you do? You just hear it and just say it through the cards? How did yeah. it work? Somebody would sit down across from me and they would tell me what's going on. Yeah. And I would shuffle the deck. I enjoyed it. It was something that any sort of intuitive or somebody who can really connect to certain energies, that's a nice thing to do. But it's kind of limiting too. There's only so much information you can gather from cards.
1: Well, I think that's why I found them quite safe. Whether or not they're real, what a card will do is it will connect you to your intuition. So, for example, if you're disappointed, then it's a really good way of connecting to what you really want. It's a very quick way of connecting to your heart. Mm -hmm. It connects you back to you. What is my intuition telling me? Mm -hmm. Because my brain is going to try and process whatever my intuition is telling me in regards to the stories I'm also telling myself. Yeah and my fears and all the rest of it. So using anything else, whether it's flipping a coin or using cards or Mm -hmm. a pendulum or anything, for me was very much just a way of silencing the mind enough. And it just felt like a really safe way to have those conversations without the prejudices that I would bring along to it from my mind.
0: For the most part, when people use a deck for themselves or they go to somebody who could read cards, the reality is that most of the time what makes a card reading effective is that your questions are straightforward and easy Mm. because the messages you're receiving are generally superficial yes and that's definitely been my experience Mm -hmm. these are not meant to tackle major life issues i don't know much about cuts
1: uh-huh. I play because it's fun. And when I was a kid, we actually would use a normal card deck. There are a couple of like ways in which like Arabic mamas used to do fortune telling from a normal card deck. Oh,
0: I love that. Yeah. So
1: I used to be able to do that. Now there appears to be so many different cards. What are the difference between the cards?
0: Well, on a very basic level, it's an energetic thing. Okay. Right. And so a card deck will carry the energy of its creator. Okay. So whoever designed the deck, and I don't mean the artist, but I mean the person who imbued that deck with his or her, their energy. And that has everything to do with the intention behind the card. Including tarot cards? Tarot only carries with it one meaning. If you will, a particular craft. So it's very different from angel cards or other like types of esoteric cards. I don't want to keep naming different cards because just understand that if you were to like go to a spiritual bookstore and you see a wall of cards, which they all have, you could really break them down into maybe about four categories. Okay. So like angel cards, master guide cards, more esoteric type cards, which are like kind of channeled stuff, right? And then tarot cards. So tarot cards are very different because they've existed for a very long time and they work with the magic realm, which is tied to the devic realm. So the devic realm is ruled by the devas and the devas are responsible for what shapes our physical reality. You sort of experience the devic realm in nature. And so just as tarot cards tap into devic realm, angel cards tap into the angelic realm. All those different realms carry with them a different vibration. So as you can imagine, the devic realm within the sort of hierarchy of realms and of cards the davidic Realm will be the lowest one relative to the other ones. Above them would be the Esoteric cards. Above that would be the Master Guide cards. And then above that would be the Angel cards. The vibration of the card. Which has a vibration because of the kind of card it is. The type of card it is. Yeah. So if cards carry the energy of their maker, the less integrity that that creator has, the less integrity that that deck will have. You know when you're sending a text to someone, and you feel a certain way. Yes. they can't help but pick up
1: on the vibration of the words. Yes, so you could write "okay," and "okay" could be passive aggressive,
0: or it could be "okay," and how you've written it was almost often how it's read. Yeah. Although how you how you read it is often how you're feeling yourself, right? Yeah. Something like the simply irresistible movie. She's pouring all of her hopes, feelings, and emotions. Into what she's baking, much yes. like like water for chocolate. She has this love and this passion for this particular person. Everything that she's experiencing, she puts into her food. Mm. And whoever consumes that food is swept away by that emotion. So very much like these cards, whatever the maker is experiencing, feeling who they really are, right, to their very core is expressed in that deck and will that have an impact
1: on the kind of messages you get? Then?
0: Oh, absolutely. Why? Absolutely.
1: Because the vibrations lower. Exactly. Or the vibrations corrupted in some way.
0: Even though you are coming at the reading, right? You're reading your cards for yourself and you're coming at it with an open heart and you have a lot of integrity, but you get a mixed message and you don't know why. That's usually because the cards themselves. It's the cards, it's not you. So that means that you cause aren't always the truth? Because it's all energy. If you have any doubts and fears that are sort of driving you to ask that particular question or explore a particular issue, sometimes what the decks will do is not give you an answer, but reflect back your fear. Oh, okay. Because you are so attached to the outcome. Maybe I'll just try to reassure your insecurity. The universe is supporting you right now. What you most desire is on the horizon. (laughs) Well, what is it that you're most desiring? A phone call? A text? A date? A relationship? Again, your inability to be specific will often result in the card's inability to be specific. So how clear are you to receive the message? And how are you holding a particular expectation or hope around that message? But that makes total sense, actually. Because when I think about it, if you're very attached to an answer,
1: if you desperately want someone to call you, Mm -hmm. but you're scared that they won't, you might get the answer of they're not going to call you so you face that fear. Yeah. Or you might get the answer that they will to reassure you. Yeah. So unless you're detached enough from the answer to be able to get a clear one back, Mm -hmm. you can't really rely on the answer you're getting or more likely you also can't really rely on your read of the answer. Exactly. And that's even maybe more that maybe the cards are actually giving you the answer, but your read on it is skewed because of the stories you're telling yourself.
0: And detachment is the key word. It's the how detached am I from the outcome and how detached am I as the person reading this card for someone else. And And how how do you manage then to give me like the hard answers all the time? It's because I am detached. I'm so fully detached from any answer... Why? How? Just years of practice and discernment. I care about you so much (laughs) to the point where I only care about your highest good. I'm not invested in your fleeting, transitory happiness at all. When we're looking at fate and destiny, Mm -hmm. and moving into kind of Mm -hmm. away from that right wrong, which we call separation,
1: exactly separation between right and wrong, Mm -hmm. good and bad, to a place of where everything just is, and your highest good will always be what ends up happening at the end. Precisely. Then that is a detachment because as you start connecting further to yourself and as you start appreciating that things happened that were shit but actually were for your highest good stop being afraid of the pain Mm. so that allows you that detachment because if it's going to blow up it's going to blow up Mm. but there'll be a reason why it blows up this could be a lesson or this could be something that's not a lesson I don't know right but I'm not going to learn it unless I just do it
0: yeah because it's all about fear how much fear do you hold the more fear you hold the less you will be able to use anything, like any kind of card, pendulum, any sort of method. Yeah. When you're using card decks and stuff, trust is really key. I mean, where are you trusting this information is coming from? Yeah. I find it fascinating how readily people... Who don't trust, trust the cards. They do. Yeah. Like you. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually really interesting. I don't
1: trust, but I'll trust. Yeah, but it if you don't, because you're never blanket not trusting. When you
0: have issues with trust, you are trusting. But you're just trusting it's going to go wrong. Or maybe your hope or faith is kicking in. Because remember how we said, even if you're like, even if you're a little low on the trust scale, but sometimes your faith will kick in or that hope, maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) But I do find it fascinating how readily people will want to receive a card reading, not really even knowing who's conveying the message. We have an energy field. Extend six feet. Sometimes we can have various energies within that field that don't necessarily have our highest good in mind. And that's what we would call interference. And so the other challenge that we might face with card readings, you know, as we're sort of just playing around with energy, it's kind of the Ouija board. What are you really trying to get from it? Who are you trying to contact with this? Because interference does not have our highest good. Now, as we understand, as we move into Fifth dimensional consciousness, which is oneness consciousness, which is a higher vibration than we ever experienced in 3D.
1: Everything just is, and we're all moving towards our highest good.
0: Yes, very well said. That would sort of make, in general, cards unnecessary and irrelevant. For a deck like Tarot, that deals in a much lower vibration than other cards, most definitely obsolete. Even if we're moving into a place where there's no right or wrong and everything just is, surely that means that people are more
1: detached, so they're able to be clearer about what they're asking and they're able to get answers.
0: But they're also so connected that they won't need answers
1: because well, they'll they will move. have
0: fewer questions so, but they also the questions will be bigger so
1: for example instead of questions like am I gonna get hurt are they gonna call me are they gonna text me questions become can I trust this person are they the person they become much bigger questions
0: yeah right? yeah in 5d even that will be considered a less big question oh, right okay. yeah no in 5d the issues are not issues as much as I'm gonna explore my truth. And my truth is I had this trust issue and I've seen it play out. It's, it's the, are we in such a space of expanded consciousness that we can see a greater context for our issues than we ever have before? Okay. Right. So if you have this core issue of trust, it's not the, will this person call me or not. It's the, how can I really deal with the fact that yes, I've been hurt. And so I am attracting Certain types of people who are marrying that. And so I'm in a very weird cycle. How is it that I will be in a position to attract someone who is going to really hold my highest good in their hearts as much as I hold mine? And you cannot access soul information through card decks. You don't focus on the minutiae of the actions. You're focusing on the themes. Mm-hmm. The bigger picture, the way bigger picture than we've ever been able to see. And again, that takes a much more expanded consciousness that 5D enables. And you consider that these cards were all created in third dimensional reality, in separation, when we've been holding polarity. Of course, in 5D, most of them wouldn't work. Well, it makes sense because if we say that
1: 3D separation, polarity is black and white, right and wrong, Mm -hmm. the cards are yes and no. Generally. So if we're going to a place where everything kind of is what it is and... Our highest good is what matters, and pain is part of growth, and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Then there isn't a yes and a no. It's always a yes because it's not really, you're not really asking. (laughs) The universe
0: will always support
1: you and love you and hold you in its arms. (laughs) Yeah, well, you can't ask a binary question in a non binary environment. Exactly. (laughs) Because actually, if you think about it, he could text you. But he could text you to fuck off. (laughs) There you go. He could text you to marry. Like, you know, the possibilities are so much more than yes and no. In 5D, it's everything. In order to get to a place where everything just is. You know, where you can see that the bad has actually turned out to be quite useful. You've done a lot of healing. You're no longer as scared of things. Mm-hmm. That's basically you divesting yourself of fear. Totally. And in order to grow and become a more whole person, that's how you do it. You divest yourself with fear. That has been season one. So once you've done that, by virtue of doing that, you are then in a more kind of 5D consciousness, which means you are more in a, I'm going to roll with it, consciousness, mm-hmm. right? That's right. So the reason why there's not as much fear there is in order to get there, you've got to get rid of the fear.
0: Yeah. It's not to say that you won't feel the occasional... I'm I'm scared all the time. I feel like I have so much fear. You don't have fear. You have anxiety. (laughs) We have what's going on, a massive anxiety epidemic. And the reality is that there are less and less of us in actual fear... And there's more of us and complete anxiety for a variety of reasons. One of them is we're so not used to not having fear that then we just create a bunch of anxiety because we don't know how to not have something. And so the anxiety keeps us grabbing and reaching for the familiar fear, convincing ourselves that we cannot possibly live without it. And the second reason for our anxiety epidemic is that we are in very unfamiliar waters. We have never sort of been in this consciousness plane before where we've all been sort of in very similar states of awareness and growing at one time. And so that's just a really kind of scary place to be. Mm. But we're not carrying fear around it. We're just anxious. Mm. My fear is as such that it is an absolute that it will happen.
1: Mm -hmm. And then as you've learned from series one, then it almost does Mm -hmm. because then the patterns do repeat and repeat and repeat. And even though there's a hope in there somewhere that things could be different, ultimately the overriding emotion is a certainty that the fear will be realized Mm -hmm. as you divest yourself from that it does change to this could happen but there's just as much chance that the other could Mm -hmm. and I believe that both are just as possible
0: exactly everything is possible yeah
1: and I noticed that definitely in my own self Mm
0: -hmm. kind of
1: thinking things like oh, it definitely is this. Oh, no, it definitely is this. Oh, no, it could be either. Oh, I just don't know. Or something. Uh, Yeah. There could be be an option C that you're not aware of. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I definitely have noticed in my own personal experience that I'm trying to still go back into those boxes a little bit.
0: But they don't fit.
1: And, yeah, nothing quite fits. Nope. No. But I'm trying to because that's where I feel safe. Yeah, absolutely. We're all trying to land somewhere. Yeah. Because we don't feel safe, right? And we're now. using the cards often to anchor us. Oh,
0: absolutely. When actually the irony is the more unfamiliar it's going to become then less and less they'll be useful. There isn't really going to be a card deck out there that's going to function properly for people as it's meant to, as was intended, by 2021. So go ahead and bust them out and have card parties and read them to your heart's desire. And you can continue to enjoy them after. As a game. As a game. But they're not going to get you where you need to go. Because the only way you're going to get to where you need to go
1: is by looking inside of yourself. And asking yourself, what am I scared of Mm -hmm. that I have gone outside of myself for an answer? Is it because I just don't see something clearly enough? Mm -hmm. Will that be solved by just giving a little bit more time? Mm -hmm. Or am I lost? And if I'm lost about this, then is a yes or no answer really going to be the thing that solves it?
0: It's not. Because the big theme for 2020, especially the first several months of 2020, is going to be the question, why am I here? No card deck is going to tell you that. At
1: the end of the day, when I look back at my experience of season one, each episode we did really seemed to fit in really with what was going on in my life in some way, which was ridiculous, that I was always going to other people and asking them for advice to try and mitigate my fears. Mm -hmm. I will do what you tell me to do. My fears won't come true because it's not in my control anymore. Mm -hmm. And that was the exact thing that was ensuring that my fears were being perpetuated because I wasn't owning them. I wasn't looking at them. I wasn't then ultimately divesting myself of them. So even in using the cards, in some ways they can be useful pointers if they connect to you and your instinct. But pretty soon, in order to really find out who you are, you've got to ask yourself... Because that's the question from what I understand you've been saying. Yeah. That's really what 5D is. I am who I am and I own it. Yeah, You can't do that by using a deck of cards. You do that yeah. by tapping into yourself.
0: Because yeah. no deck of cards will answer, why am I here? You can only answer that. It's to really own your entire self and all the stories and all the behaviors and every little bit of yourself and your fears and your vulnerabilities that's when you can begin to say, I own myself, because that's taking responsibility for your life. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta.
1: And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.